welcome to Ready for Action's latest podcast. You're joined with me, Ash, and myself, Dan Smedley. Self, Josh Blow. And uh, in the wings, Dan Jones. He almost forgot his name. Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's too warm in here. Too, we're sat in the conservatory sweating our nuts. I think it's one of those Swedish saunas we're sat in, really. We're just, <laughs> we're just in a pants. <laughs> Giving the next door neighbour something to look at. And you're wondering why you're wondering why we're uh, in the sauna today, and that's because we are talking about cooking up decks. All right. So this episode is all about deck building, and kind of the process that we take, what we include. Yeah, we all take a different approach, so we're all going to go through that and yeah. try and work out why I put three end phase cards into my decks. So Hang on, wait. You're saying we have strategies for deck building? <laughs> <laughs> you clearly don't. <laughs> So anyway, what, what have we been up to lately? Bit of an introduction, a bit of a couple of minutes. Jamesy, do you want to start? So I've mainly been painting since uh, UK Games Expo. Um, finished off uh, Thundrick and currently painting through Molog. We went to Boards and Swords, um, which was how many weeks ago was that? Three or two, it? three weeks yeah, ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, hoped to get a ca- uh, cast in for that, but we were. Uh, as usual, I took too long to play my games and missed all the break times. Slow uh, play. Yes. Uh, uh, that and eating chicken. And uh, But yeah, managed a third place in that. Wasn't too bad. How did you get on, Josh? Well, oh, in that balls and swords, yeah, I won that. <laughs> you know, quite easy. <laughs> did, you, did you not lose the final, though? Well, I wouldn't really call it a final. I had to give this like lad. He looked a bit down. He'd lost all of his games and that, so I threw a match for him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to, Josh? You brought a box round and hoping that we'll get a game of it tonight. Yeah, brought a bit of Batman with us. We're starting that, which, as anyone who can see in one of our YouTube videos, that I've actually done my log and uh, Bat Squig. Oh, yeah, that, that's something I recently painted up. Definitely um, a fanboy, aren't you? You do oh, love that. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. cool. Um, been to the Grand Clash recently. The first two day Grand Clash. Yeah, first yeah. two day one. Yeah, well, no, me, I, don't, me I wasn't. Just don't know it was two nah. days really. <laughs> <laughs> I did the select few got through to the second day. Yeah, but you know, it was one of them. It was a moral choice of will you beat up a kid to get into the top sixteen? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer to that is yes, yes, I would. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, not, not been much else really, just yeah, boards and swords, grand clash. Been looking at a few other decks and that, but about it for me. What about yourself, Smed? Uh, well, I went to the same grand clash, the two day one, which was really just a one day one. Um, to the mm. goblins, which was fun. I've been drilling the relic goblin deck, which everyone hated. Yeah, and then the FAQ came out and said that you can't use training <laughs> up and spores about them and things like that. So I quickly swapped it to the key deck and actually. Was pretty pleased with my form. Was winning three out of two, uh, three out of five. I'll take that all day long. Thirty-four for something. Something like that. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah well, I'll take that. I should have took Curse Breakers, but but as I'd announced on Warhammer TV, which myself <laughs> and yourself went on, Dan commentating yeah. on uh, John Reese from Can You Roll a Crit played against Bax, and we got invited on there, didn't we? To yeah. uh, commentate, yeah, was, mm. commentate. So that was quite fun. Yeah, good fun. Yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. realised how much we received and how long I really have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watching so myself. It's great if you want to fall asleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was a good experience, wasn't it? To sit yeah. on, sit on there. Got a yeah, sneaky, a sneaky preview of the uh, Power Unbound oh, cards yeah. as well. 
Yeah, so that was good. I think mm-hmm. thanks to Nick Bateman for inviting you know, yeah. the group on, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Big shout yeah. out to Nick for that. Big shout out. And all the guys that were yeah. there at Wyman TV, that was cool. Mm. Wade came and met us, didn't he? Yeah. Set us in and that. And then we sat down with Nick and uh, we got to berate him a little bit about some of our matches that we've played against him. So, but <laughs> Remind him of those time. nightmares mm. of playing uh, Mr. Gunn and Lethal Strike. <laughs> <laughs> He was, Joe was listening actually, wasn't he? he was yeah, watching, he was. Yeah, uh, yeah, joining yeah, I think he made a there. comment, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I suppose next for me is uh, Guardian. <clears throat> Moving on to them, I'm still waiting for two contrast paints to be delivered so that I can follow Mango Miniatures uh, painting guide from Wama TV, mm. uh, Wama Community. So I'm going to follow that because it seems pretty cool. Sure, surely you should have painted up your own goblins by now, though. Uh, I have. I've got some ones that are yellow for you, though, if you want oh, back. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> still, still on sprue as well. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And last then, but not least. Yeah, for me it was just the two-day Grand Clash that we went to. Two um, days. Two days for me, yeah. I made it through to the second day. Took Molog and a tone deck. Um, and as me and you were driving down in the car, I told you I'm not really that hopeful about it. I just mashed the deck together. I think you wanted to win like one game. I think I want, yeah, I think so, yeah. I, I, how, many, how many practice games did you win against me? None. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, it wasn't until the Thursday night that the other half had said, you need, you know, you're not moping around on Saturday doing nothing. You, you're going out and bought me the ticket, so I really wasn't expecting to go. And then, yeah, I think uh, you know, one, three, lost two, and just well, when when they were calling, yeah, it's just snuck in at fifteenth. I think it was fifteenth or sixteenth into the top sixteen, which gets yeah. back the second day. But I know as we were stood there watching the scores getting shouted out, I'm thinking, crap, I've done really bad here. You know, <laughs> I, I, I've had vibe done, and then they shout me out in the top sixteen. So. I was really tough with that. I think we were all 3 2, weren't we? Yeah. And then yeah. we were, I was in the top 64, you were top 32. So uh, being 3 yeah. and 2 and being in the top 64, I wasn't yeah. expecting you being 3 and 2 to be in the top 16, but there is such a. Yeah, I think I managed 22nd. I dropped around against one of the curse breakers, I think that yeah. one. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably what it was, was the, the number of rounds mm-hmm. dropped per, um, per, per game there. Yeah. So. Uh, but how many players were there overall? Well, I want to say 90 or 84. I think it was 80 something, yeah. yeah. Still a fair, it's a, it's a good number down. there, isn't it? Mm. Well, yeah. what they, good number. What they did announce, if that put anybody off from going, because they didn't have anything on the second day, so people wouldn't have travelled up, and then if they didn't go through, nothing to do on the second day. Next time they're going to be doing something for the second day. Yeah, I think like the plan, tournament. don't yeah. quote me, but I think the plan is that they're going to do like this new skirmish Grand Clash. So they'll do the full two-day Grand Clash for the people that get through on the second day, then the the other people that don't make it into the top sixteen will come back and they'll do this smaller smaller scale skirmish clash or whatever it is they're going to be yeah. calling it. That opens um, up to a lot of people that can that have to yeah. travel for it. At least yeah. they're, they're going to get a full weekend out of it. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think you need to do something like that though. I mean, as a tournament as a whole, it was quite a relaxed atmosphere. Mm. The second day yeah. with only sixteen players, it was a completely different way of playing. Because it's quite. Quite intimate. Yeah. It was an intimate way of playing. Um, yeah. I, I heard there was a little bit of beard stroking going on. There was might have been so. a bit of flirting with me and John from Can You Roll a Crit? You know, what can I say? What stays yeah. stays in Bugman's? What happens in Bugman's stays in Bugman's, I should say. Like handsome Amazonian sunset yeah. beard. Beautiful man, I think, with exact words, and I'm blushing again already. <laughs> um, but no, it was a great two-day event. It was it was a great event. Um, Best Coast pairings used to score it up. I think that's, that's changed it for me. It's so much easier. Such yeah. a good choice. Yeah, so much easier to, to score How the quick event you can up. get through the rounds now instead of everyone yeah. duck, trying to see that screen and waiting yeah. for the number. Um, just a question, is that something we're going to be looking for, hopefully? think for it's uh, October. Uh, October yeah. it is. That's something we can, I think that's something we can announce actually. So we've got uh, an event coming up 
at Chilcom, yeah. September the 22nd. That's, uh, in, that's Derby. in Derby. It's in Derby, yeah. 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 Um, if anyone's interested, so yeah. have a look on Facebook for Chilcom, the one Underworlds tournament. I know currently the plan is to cap it at 32 players. It is, yeah. Because we're going to do four rounds, so you get down to the two undefeated <clears> and then do a final, and we can do that in the time frame that we've got. Yeah. There is potential to open up to a bigger audience potentially enough space to see 80 we could go yeah. up to 80 we've capped it at 32 if more people do want to yeah. come I think the reason we capped it at 32 was to play down to a winner and that yeah. had been one of the biggest comments of the Grand Clashes was there was four people undefeated and yeah. we kind of didn't want that so I suppose let us know in the comments which one yeah, yeah. Prefer, actually if you'd be interested in going yeah. and if not you can always come down and stroke Ash's beard you can yeah. stroke my beard <laughs> I, I, I won't be playing I'll be there as a TO I think me and Smedders are going to be a TO, yeah. do TO in and, and the other guy's probably going to enter the tournament or just be on hand to help out um, yeah. Dan's, yeah. Pro Dan's probably going to sit and eat chicken all day and make bases because there'll be lots of scenery companies there. Yeah, and, yeah. and that, I'll so keep I'll keep the beer tent going. You know. <laughs> yeah, there is beer. Yeah, it's at school, Josh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you didn't tell me that. I mean, the Chil <laughs> yeah, the Chilcon show itself. It's not just it's not a Games Workshop event. It's got historical models. There'll be people selling Games Workshop bases, scenery. There's all sorts of stuff there. So. It's well worth getting down to. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, growing. Hasn't it's yeah, been growing. Yeah, they do one in Sheffield, one yeah, in Derby. We've been to one before. Yeah, we did Derby last it, year. Yeah. We put a big AOS game on. So yeah, I hope people want to come down to that and play some uh, yeah. Underworlds with us. Cool. So right. yeah, so that's the two minute intro in about fifteen minutes. So uh, should we get started on the actual content of this podcast, which is how do we build decks? So. What are you all chucking at? <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan just has me a note there. like a schoolboy saying, <laughs> You're not allowed to hit school. Anyway. Back in. So, how do we build decks? Right. So, I think there's a few different different ways, and everyone around the table does it a little bit differently. Um, so, I understand Mr. Smedley, you use Underworlds DB as a, as a, a bounce board for yours to start with. I, yeah. I use physical cards, and apparently. Ash uses three end phase, three three third 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 end phase cards, and uses some kind of yeah. chalk, ash, goat's blood, and the pentagram kind of method. So I've got no idea what's going on there. You know what? I've just gone through my Molog deck. I've got it in front of me, and I'm looking at the cards. And there's three of them which are useful. The rest are just an absolute sack of rubbish. Uh, I mean. I don't, I don't know why I've got half me and I still make top 16. That just shows my skill as a player. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm going to refer you back to the comment earlier on about the beard. I think what you did is you mesmerised the opponents and then just lied on that, uh, that scorecard. Yeah. Some say skill, some say card counting, you know. <laughs> or some just say drinking lots of mango cider just, yeah. just gets you through oh, yeah. the day. But um, <laughs> yeah, who wants to kick off on how they start? I think I think everyone just wants to listen to probably Smeds and uh, Dan's as they're all always. Oh, we come top three and four. Yeah, so go on then. Yeah, Dan. mine's uh, so I use Underworlds DB. To be fair, um, it's great. You can add the cards really quickly, and I tend to go through. I choose my faction, and then I scroll through the objectives and add everyone that I think I can easily score, and that goes through everything. Then same with the gambits and the upgrades. What's useful? and just filter through, and I generally end up with somewhere in the region of 30 objectives, about 40 gambits and 40 upgrades, and then I kind of sit there and look at it and decide what kind of theme I'm going for, um, what cards fit well together, and then just cut, and just sit there clicking minus, 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 and getting rid of them until I end up with something that's quite synergised together and works mm. quite well. 
and then I'll go over to the GW deck builder then to build it on there and print off a nice PDF. Really <laughs> nice app. Yeah. Well, I suppose I'm pretty much opposite to you. If I actually start a theme first of what I like to do and start, I'll just cycle through the objectives then and then basically pick which ones I think will actually <clears throat> match what I'm going for. Normally, I just try and go for something that as well people. A lot of people always go for a lot of the same cards and decks. I always might try and put something in there that might catch people out or something. They're not expecting it, but it's well, getting... Claim the city. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't work. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, then basically just work through, look at my objectives. But I also, when I'm doing my equipment and ploys, it's trying to get more of a... How would this handle an aggressive deck? How would this handle a defensive deck? How would it handle like someone who's playing a bit in between? And then I try and circle and try and get a nice balance across the board. But that's probably why my decks never work out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my deck building, um, in some ways similar to Mrs. Medley's Underworlds DB, I I just lay the cards out and start. So. Um, I'll consider what I want the deck to do to start with and how I want it to play. So will it be aggressive? Will it be defensive? Is there something particular I want the deck to be around? So um, I took the Fast Riders to the last Grand Clash in February time, was it? February, January, February. And um, with that, um, I... <laughs> Josh is chunking away here. Uh, I, want, I really wanted the um, Fast Riders to run around... Um, the Star Falcon doing four four damage uh, at range. So I built up a few cards around that, some extra dice cards, and then then went over to the objective deck and then started to work down the objectives that I thought would be easy to score, and then use my power cards, uh, my gambit cards there to help me achieve what was going to help me achieve those objectives, and then the upgrades to try and help me either survive or again help me achieve those. I thought you just copied my deck. Copied your deck? <laughs> copied and pasted and changed the card and said it was your <laughs> What I did is, I uh, for the Curse Breakers, I took your deck and made it better. <laughs> it did work well. Ash? The, the fact is it worked better. <laughs> <laughs> so my decks sometimes do look a bit random. Um, no, I usually start by looking at the fighter cards. Pick the warband, look at the fighter cards, look what the guys do. So someone like Molog gets to move twice, so then based on that, stick to objectives in there for moving you know working out the objectives off what they can do he does a lot of damage um he has to take damage to inspire so you calculate the risk so it's basing it on what the fighters can do same with the curse breakers they cast a lot of spells stick a lot of spell um objectives in there then that sort of filters through with the ploys and the gambits what you can do to get those objectives off so curse breakers i'd be sticking in lots of ploys gambits you know spell cards getting things off like that things that the upgrades that will help you re-roll the dice for those to score the objectives. I think that's the key, isn't it? Remembering everything's got to be a circle of what you can get. It's got to help each other. It's got to go yeah. around. Um, have that idea in that plan in your head. That's the key thing. You know, pick a plan and go with it. Don't pick three end phase cards. I have gone through my deck and again, was, three end phase say, cards. Well, the three end phase cards I've <laughs> I've got. I've got denial. Why I've got denial against Mark, I have no idea. I've got Acolyte of the Cat Frames, which is my favourite one at the minute, and then Superior Tactician. Um, 
why I've got denial in there is absolute beyond me. I don't know. Uh, I suppose so nobody expects denial anymore. No, I suppose they don't. I don't know what I put it in there for. Maybe I was just trying to bolt the deck. I had a, I had an objective in mind with the Molov deck, and that was to stick all the tomes on him and just send him about smashing stuff, um, which kind of works. So I don't know what denial was for, really. But, um, yeah, usually <clears throat> fighter cards, look what the fighters can do and what you can score off the back of what they can do. So you ones with cleave on them, you're going to be sticking your... Um, what armour um, get the hence the people were not back yeah. so that's how I go about constructing it so you, you're doing it to the style of play aren't you yeah you're going to the style of play goblins you'd probably go for more of an objective based deck you'd have your supremacies in there um, and then things to get you onto the objective so a lot of push cards as well um, when we're going for gambits and upgrades what's what's your sweet number uh, I usually aim for 20 20 cards myself, 10 and 10. Yeah. Um, I, I've never gone over uh, 12 and 12. I've never uh, gone over 11 and 11. Oh, I think, cool. Yeah, I think 24 <laughs> has been about mine. But this is the good one. I took 26 with my skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, you can, though. I have can. managed to filter them right go. down now to, uh, to, I think I've got 10 and 11. Is my split at the yeah. minute. Um, it doesn't feel too many, to be honest. It feels about right. Sometimes you have to make that brutal sacrifice of cutting cards down. You think, yeah. that card is a great card, but do I score objectives with it? And that is the key for me. Is What can I do with this card? It's a push card. Or do my objectives need me to be pushed? No, probably been it. One of the only things to always remember when it comes down to as well, though, is with decks is cards and how they come out, though. You know, I mean, the amount of times that how oh, many how many yeah. people have played have always drawn either fire equipment cards and pulled another like free equipment in that. And it's it's yeah, it's got in that. Is. I mean, when when you're drawing through with those uh, three end phase cards, though, Ash, I, mean, <laughs> I did. You said you said just before we started that you were looking at the number of times you drew Acolyte the Cat of Frames first yeah. turn. Acolyte the Cat of Frames. My decks for both the Stormcast and for Molog centered around. I like the cat frame, which for people that don't know, it's you collect the tones, and for every tome you've got on your model at the end, you score a glory for it. Which, when you've got, I think, eight tomes potentially, so your model can only take seven of them. So one of them is a wizard only spell, uh, wizard only card. Um, I was drawing it a lot in my first hand, and then you've got to sit on it, and sometimes you need to cycle through those cards quite quick. And I needed an extra plan, and I think that's perhaps where denial snuck in there forgetting superior tactician being that third end phase one but I did draw it I'm sure it was against John Reese. Um, I drew all three in my first hand and then I had to slowly painstakingly discard cards and they came out in the most horrible horrible order you could possibly imagine <laughs> um, so and that's why I never run more than one yeah you shouldn't run more than one possibly two if you, you know, if you are trying to run acolytes it's the acolyte I think that's the one that you can run two with I probably yeah. won't go through but no, I shouldn't have gone through. <laughs> I've gone through my de my objectives now, and I'm looking at them thinking, I've, I've got one called Gotham in there. He's got to be surrounded by three or more fighters. Why? Mark can <laughs> smash people away, or they stay away from him. I think um, the worst thing is, his deck did better than ours. It did. Shh. Is it asleep? Yeah, is it asleep? Time. That was a great card, I, I actually. I put it down to opponents at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number I'd, of score immediately, Liz? Of the objectives, what uh, just we just oh, switch back. Sorry, just the third end phase. I'm only running one, and I'm running the superior tactician. I've been running it for quite some time. Same. It's the only one I've been running. Yeah. The other ones mm -hmm. I would consider would be denial. It's three. 
three uh, three glory okay. at the end. Yeah. It's yeah. worth waiting for. If, if it's a third end phase card, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I wouldn't take any that are less than worth uh, less than three glory on there. The the other one would be pure carnage. It's only worth considering if you're going to be playing a warband of seven or more. If you've got plenty of fighters. Yeah. And it's still going to be a bit of a worry because it's it's nine fighters, isn't it? Pure kind seven. of seven. Is it seven fighters? Yeah. I it was nine. Yeah, so seven, I believe. Seven, yeah, seven fighters is a lot to take out of action if your opponent's playing a three three model Stormcast yeah. warband. You've really got to struggle. And uh, towards the end, to score it, you might have to be killing your own guys, running yeah. through. Well, you're not going to be. If it's your thorns of the Bright Queen, you're not going to be running through yeah, lethal hexes exactly. to do it. I think a lot of the power comes in to the game as well though now when talking about decks is the card phase of just how powerful ploys used to be like pretty good and sets you up and everything else all good but I think magic phase now just how powerful that can be especially in the hands of curse breakers and then even like when we went on the grand clash I had someone who I just pure relied on his wizards just one Spell damage one yeah. da this this yes yeah. I've just done all of this to you and you haven't been able to stop I think a lot of older cards are starting to come back into fruition though people mm. are looking at some of the older cards and going that has a purpose I mean I've got second wind in here which is great for my log not for attacking mm. but for standing on a it's objective glory, token yeah. text yeah. one scores glory does another one scores a second glory Second wind, then score three glory standing an objective. It's what's what's that one? Is, is it Tome of Glory? Tome of Glory. Yeah, um, you activate him as if he's yeah. moved rather than charged. So that's sorry, but you, you're activating Tome of Glory, is that? Yeah, yeah three yeah, times yeah. with it. So you know these old cards, they pop back out now, don't they? And you think mm. they're actually it's yeah. worth having a look at. So I mean, I've got Shard Gale in there as well. Not not played that many donkeys, and just just seemed to work. So I love it. It's a beautiful card, Shard yeah. Gale. Yeah, we digress slightly. Third so, and cards. Then how many are we going to have? One, one, one. Cool. Three. <laughs> Three. Three. Four. Just Three. Four. So next one. Well, next on the list then. Score immediately. Yeah. I think you look for me. I look at you. Look at the deck. You look at you have three end phases to score in. So if you don't have any score immediately, you can only score nine. Yeah. Nine yeah. cards. So you should be taking score immediately. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I, I try yeah. and you should have about six properties. Probably a few more because it depends on your warband as well. Band. Yeah, I so profiteers. The deck that I made for them was eight, I think. Yeah, uh, then that's it, and about you right. maybe even go more because you want to score them and get inspired. Mm. And get yeah, you need counteracts to that when you're building them up full of uh, score instantly. Is it's normally quite a low scoring deck. Yeah, so that's the issue. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got three score immediately, so three or four for me would be. So you've got the same number of score immediately as third end phase cards. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing how woeful my deck is, but hey. It worked. Top 16, it worked. Um, so my current deck, uh, the current Ilfarage Guardians, is running six end phase, uh, sorry, six score immediately cards. Yeah. I think I was trying to go for five or six in a deck. Yeah. I think that's that's enough to put other cards in there, like opening gambit and things, which are scoring off them yeah. and adding to Do we it, think there should be a cap like, on score immediately? No, going back to Josh's point on the fact that if you build them all and score immediately, you're low scoring. Mm -hmm. It does get the snowball yeah. effect going, you get yeah. going quicker. Yeah, some warbats need to snowball, don't yeah. they? They yeah. need them. It's just one of the issues that you'll have with the profiteers is the amount of times I can score comfortably about 19 glory with them on average, if everything goes alright with dice rolls, blah, blah, blah. But if people are like got 
still scoring like 20, 22 easy just for getting, I don't know, just an extra two, two scoring or a three scoring one, it can put a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, Plus you've got yeah. five, too easy to kill, so you're giving away some glory as well. Yeah. What's our choice then of, uh, of end phase cards? What do you think is quite prolific at the moment? Of end phase? End. Standard end phase cards, so not particularly the third end phase. Ooh. So you've mentioned opening Gambit earlier on, which synergises well with the uh, score immediately you might be loading about half your deck with. Things like opening Gambit, solid gains, victory after victory, like the win more mm -hmm. kind of cards that come with yep. the score immediately mm -hmm. as well, although solid gains also obviously triggering off the other cards and victory after victory to be yeah. fair, one or two score immediately, score something else and then yeah. chalk that on yeah, combination, combination strikes. Combination strikes yeah, are a very good one, yeah. Um, I mean, solid games as well. You don't actually have to score an objective to do, to achieve that. You could just, no, just uh, kill. Stuff. You could kill one fighter yeah. and then have two move offering. It's useful. The profiteers yeah. do have a good one of have five. They're getting a few cards as well now, like five unspent glory, which is can be pretty good as well. Yeah, I'm not. I'm actually not a fan of those ones just because you're not upgrading. Um, I get if you score them in that end phase, great. You know, if you've got three and then you yeah. score victory after victory and then it triggers for having five unspent, but. I don't know. I kind of want, I always want to be spending my glory. That's that's why I've gone away from them. I think maybe yeah. the one where you have nine, if you've got a two oh, deck or hoarding, something. Hoarding, yeah. Maybe, but even then, I'd probably rather have superior tactician. Yeah. What, uh, I know during season one, Master of War was in near enough everybody's decks, um, which was uh, you score this if you have you've scored an objective card, you've played a ploy card, and you've played an upgrade card in the round. Um, do people still think this is, is yeah, good? Yeah, I, I, I had that pulled it two is. or three opponents on me at the Grand Clash. It was yeah. there. It was still... I just think there's better. Yes, yeah, I think there is better. Opening Gambit, if, you, if you're going to have a choice between the two, opening Gambit just requires you to score an objective. Yeah. Yeah. You don't it have to do anything It does else. require you to score that objective in the... in the uh, Score immediately objective, isn't it, but opening Gambit. While Master of War is score in any time, so you could score one at the end of the round still. But then if you're the first phase, you've then got to have killed something to get a glory. Mm. Yeah. Unless you've got spores about it. Yeah. Or something, yeah. but... Yeah. So, mm. restricted cards is the next uh, topic. Well, ready for action is a must, isn't it? Yeah, so ready for action obviously goes in, and that's not just because that's what our podcast is called, but it's just... Yeah, yeah absolutely. there's still calls out there for it to be banned, isn't there? Yeah, I, it's I thought they were calling for you to be banned. They should be, <laughs> yeah. being so beautiful. Um, <coughs> you tell yeah. someone's been talking to his mum again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, aside from Ready for Action, what's your favourite restricted card? Oh, mine's got to be, it's always been my favourite that I think I've showed you when we were first gaming, and that was uh, Helpful Whispers. Helpful Whispers? You don't run it. I don't know, I know. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't needed to in a while with the war bands, but with my Malog one, I will go back to run and get. No, Spirit Bond. That's the new one. Yeah. Wax Spirit Bond on and put it on Stalag Spirit. Well, that'll probably get restricted next anyway. Which one is Spirit Bond, sorry? Spirit Bond's where you apply it to a fighter yeah. and so have a name another fighter mm -hmm. and they always count as a system while they're still uh, alive. Yeah. That's that one. It's not restricted though, is it? No. 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 Oh, okay, sorry, I was just. It was my. It was my favorite. It still is one of my favorites. Spirit Bond is a great card, but it only. Well, it's only good if you. I think it's better if you've got a number, a, quite a large number of fighters, where you can rely on not having to deploy that a supporting fighter yeah. into the into yeah, battle, not, not putting forward. But then you could put Spirit Bond on 
on the person, name another person, and then drop Karen of Avarice on that other person. Yeah. And then, well, if you lose your assist, you get a glory. That's all fine. Yeah. That's all yeah. good. That's such a good card, Karen of Avarice. I think my favourite restricted card is probably another one that probably should be. Well, it shouldn't be banned actually, but escalation. Yeah. You're both scoring it. Yeah. Going through. You don't. You don't actually have to do anything yourself. You can be. You can yeah. be quite soundly losing. And. Um, I've had those games yeah. where I've been losing miserably and then, yeah, just yeah. whack two glory on because of that. There's so many good restricted cards for objectives. It does limit what you can actually put into your, your hand then. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I'm looking, I've got two in there. I've got Ready for Action and Tome of Offerings of, of the only two in my, my deck um, restricted. So it does limit you. Because there's so many good ones you've got. Except for your objectives. Yeah, except yeah, for the objective. yeah. the objectives. The objectives, they're... You've already that. taken all the third end phase ones already. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I think the trap has actually made a bit of a comeback for me, actually. Yeah, no profiteers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was, I'm going to be moving on to profiteers next, and I was thinking, you know what, taking a couple of those like trap, pit trap, pit trap and then chucking in shadows. Uh, yeah, all the, all the chip damage, but also putting in there from season one, um, shattering terrain, yeah. as well, just yeah. for a cheeky. I always used to when I played pure aggro. I loved my turn. Great, yeah. great fun. But uh, at the moment, with the uh, the guardians, I quite like both escalation and alone in the darkness. Um, with the guardians, they play very differently to everything else, and it's nice to just to score something from not really achieving very much. So yeah, I always find alone in the darkness can sometimes be difficult in the mm. wrong matchup. Oh, playing goblins. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be tough. Yeah. Unless you get it near the end and you've managed to murder all of them. It, it just couldn't be tough to set up. So how do we how do we put the restricted cards in? Do we do we favour well, objectives, you, you gambits, you upgrades? I I um again it depends for me how I'm intending to play the deck, uh, and how that warband kind of synergizes with the, the build, but I will be throwing mine mainly in the objectives. Um, I've just made sure there's a three two split three objectives and then two uh, poison gambits. I've got it? one gambit yeah. and an upgrade. We're well, gambit and upgrade. So it's let, let's let's be honest. We're here to score glory. The objectives are in that pot because they are easier. or seen as being easier to score glory off. Putting I'm putting more weight in there because it's it's making it easier to mm -hmm. score that that higher amount of glory. Yeah. You do, you're doing less for the work. If you're putting it more yeah. in the upgrades or you're putting it more in the in the ploys, it might give you benefits elsewhere, but is that going to be helping you achieve more glory? Yeah. I think I, I agree. I generally run three or four in objectives. Obviously take the ready for action because it goes in there. And then the same as I've seen in your deck actually, Dan, just then sudden growth or deathly fortitude sometimes will come in for an objective if I've got a particular plan in mind for a certain fighter and I want to I want to keep them alive that stick a couple of wounds on them. <laughs> that that would be snurk and the goblins, yeah. And do that. So but generally three or four restricted cards into objectives. As you say, with score glory, that's how you win games. So mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you've got they're the easier ones and the more powerful ones, so mm -hmm. you want to sink it into there I think. So yeah, I think like I said it all just comes down to what theme you're going for. If you're going offensive, have a look at your more killing ones that'll help you achieve your targets. But Defensive things like fired up and stuff like that's always a great one, especially if you inspire easy. Yeah, definitely. Fired up can be a great one. Oh yeah, that generally really? sits in most of my decks. To be yeah. fair. Yeah, um, it won't sit in your guardian's deck. No, it doesn't sit in the guardian's deck actually. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just on my decks until, except for the new one that I'm creating. Do you want to borrow mine? No. no. Well, I'll, I'll change one card and then do better. <laughs> that's doubtful. Challenge on. So, that's kind of that's kind of almost deck building before we move on to how we build. And one last one packs. last thing I say is, it, it, I think it's really important, um, especially before you go to a grand clash. But is learn your deck. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't just make a deck excellent. Play a couple of games. I like I like to to draw through my my objectives and then think. Oh, I've got three cards left. What are those three cards? Mm. And this is why you take half hour yeah. to make a move. Yeah. It is. <laughs> don't, don't save it for a tournament. You don't think. Oh, I'll go to a tournament and and mm. hone my deck while I'm there before a grand clash. I mean, we sit here most Tuesdays. We play against each other in three or four games. Uh, but we'll we'll take a big deck to start. We know. We'll take like twenty six card decks, and we start whittling them down as we're playing. We just oh. next game we do we have, we've all done it, and we take cards out when we think that's a bit. I still take twenty. I'll just swap. And, the, swap and at the end of it, you you end up with three e- third end phase cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end phase cards. I still think the top sixteen. I think you've got a point on knowing your deck. And one of the great things on Underworld's DB, I'll go back to that. They've got the card draw. So if you're not sure if you've got too many cards, let's say like Master of War, Victory After Victory, Opening Gambit, Solid Gains and things like that. So score more cards. You can literally cards. click the card draw and it will draw three cards for you. Yeah. And then just keep redrawing it and you can see if you keep getting cards that you can't score in that first phase, you, you can almost repeat yeah. that as a bit of a test to see actually, have you just got too many score more and go through yeah, cards? Have you got easy ones yeah. in the first yeah. round that you can so, score most of the time? Oh, You're not always going to get I think it's there. always having a good mix of opponents so against just because it doesn't say one scores well against Curse Breakers doesn't mean it scores well against Malog or something like yeah. that it's having also looking at that balance of your deck because at a tournament you don't know who you're going to really get you, to. you've got to you've got to think about that who's it worth for but what I what I do is I, I draw it's just like Underworld's DB is but I just physically draw my cards and, and shuffle them draw but I always try and think what am I going to score first round and yeah. just just pull the, pull the cards out how do the ploys and the upgrades and the hand help me achieve the objectives that I've got? What can I do? And then consider how is it going to help me when I'm playing goblins? How is it going to help me when I'm playing Moloch? Um, and try and try and get yourself a nice little balance between the two because not everything you're going to have in your hand will be great for goblins or Moloch. It'll be a little bit in between. Yeah, so I used to put a lot of variant translations there. But now there's a lot of profiteers popped up, and uh, yeah, the guardians doing it from two away. So mm. you're already in the transfixing stair range if you like to be attacked back. So that kind of got yeah. dropped because. But I put a lot of iron at first when I was playing against Magor and people like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It was really beneficial in that walking up yeah. to one of them, killing one of them, and then transfixing stair and rip tooth in place. And it was like this card's amazing. But then you come up against Thunderick and like, oh, transfixing stair. Oh, he's still just gonna shoot me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. So it drops in value a bit. So yeah, you've got to make sure it's balanced. Not every card is yep. going to be good against every warband, except ready for action. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was saying that uh, I did actually take um, Transfixing Stare in the last deck, and I don't think it's in this one now. When I said earlier on, learn your deck. Um, no, I ditched that. Uh, but I did <laughs> have it in deck very well. <laughs> no, no, no. I've been off. Um, now, in the Cursebreaker deck that I took to the last uh, the Expo Grand Clash, I had it in, in there and I was running it and it was mainly for ticking one onto Morlog, transfixing stair, give him a little shove out of the way. See you later, mate. 
or but I, I found a lot of use for that uh, versus Magos Fiends. It's it's the season one warband equivalent of Molog. Very aggro, and they've just not got that extra range that yeah. Molog has. I found some use of it against Molog actually at Vault 14. When I managed to win that game by hitting him around a blocked hex and then transfixing him, staring him around the other side of it. So then he's on the line of sight. That worked quite well, actually. But oh, yeah, yeah. that's kind of a very niche sort of yeah. situation to get into. And then he just jumps my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we sort of summarise that and then summarise the decks and then just talk about how we build each warband what our preferences are yeah and go through so third and phase cards we generally stick with one one mm-hmm. unless you've yeah. got like the cataphrase I do think is one way you can you yeah. take two unless you three. just count your cards <laughs> three <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean the other one you could consider which works well together was what they used to take was uh, contained and denial I say contained denial and oh, conquest that yeah. was my first steel horse yeah. deck that I managed to win a thing there yeah, so one third end phase card. Score immediately is we seem to all be around the sort of five or six kind mm-hmm. of range. Yours deck was a bit different for the Grand yeah. Clash in there, five or six, but then it's dependent on what warband you are yeah. as well. Profiteers, you yeah. push them up. Um, Jay Claire did pretty well actually with eight, I believe, at the Grand Clash. Yes, it was eight. Yeah, it, was eight. Yeah. And it, it, it works. Yeah. Um, restricted cards we're all generally leaning towards objectives although yeah. you can see a lot of value in some of the others in the right deck I think we're all saying we max out on them across, yeah. across either objectives or mm. poison gamut uh, poison upgrades we max out don't we yeah you always take yeah. you, you yeah. always take your five and then we mentioned quite a few make sure your deck's got a lot of synergy yeah. your yeah. gambits and your upgrades they, they want to be helping you achieve your objectives yeah. Just, yeah. it should just be a nice full circle I believe you described I it as yeah. circle yeah. I know what I mean a lovely way of saying yeah. it and yeah. to be honest then at the end of that just keep trying it just keep yeah. practicing with your deck see what because just because some people recommend that card doesn't mean it falls well into your strategy of how you play them <clears throat> one, one thing I probably don't think we have uh, discussed will be that as you say we, we play on a Tuesday night um, and play one round against each opponent or play best Generally three or whatever uh, and we cram a few as many games as possible but I, I like to chuck my deck on the table and try and explain it to the my opponents and say this is how I intended this to work and then yeah, we get do some, actually get some advice. It's why we keep beating you because you just show us your cards. <laughs> <laughs> we'll you keep that as close. We, we, we help each other, don't we? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Kev had a few problems with his Magor's deck, and we yeah. beat yeah. it for him, and then he started smashing a few of us around with it. Mm. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's always good if someone's already built a deck, take that, see what the base is. But like I said, it comes down to player play style, though, as well. I know I've put cards in, and then when I've played it. You guys, what's that? And it's like, I'm like, yeah, actually, that's rubbish. <laughs> then it comes out, sort of thing. Well, and, I had an idea in mind, it just and, didn't work. And similar then as well, uh, when we played pre Grand Clash season, um, and you had me, um, you said Branching Fate, um, that wasn't in my deck at the time, and you popped that on the table and said, why is that not in this? Why is that not in this deck? Especially empowered. Mm. Yeah, so especially right. empowered curse breaker. So right. it, was, uh, it was horrible. But really, for any any warband that's rolling with a lot of three dice attacks, it's it's a great yeah. card. Yeah, I think the warband for the person matters as well. You know, yeah. we all have a favourite warband, but then the, the hottiest of different warbands. As much as we don't want to admit it, Eyes of the Nine are going to be a bottom tier warband. And as much as somebody a new player might like each, you're going to struggle with it, and that gets yeah. downhearted people. So sometimes yeah. you have to pick. 
to, to learn the game and learn how the cards work and interact with each other, sometimes you have to forfeit and go with an easier warband. Something mm -hmm. like Magor's, where he is a point and click, isn't he? That's why I always say people yeah. start. Can you charge? Yeah, then charge. That's what yeah. Magor does. You can learn the game quite well. Yeah. You can learn it's it, just... and then you can learn the cards. You're jumping straight in with the goblins. That's going to be mind-blowing for people, because you've got nine models. And there's a lot going on on them character cards. Um, who can interact with what screwy mechanism? And if you charge, can the squigs yeah. charge? No, they can't. They can't move up. It's yeah. little bits and pieces. There's a lot of interactions. Um, Every one of my games went to right until the end. Yeah, like, you've got when a I lot played to do. John Greenwood, we only got two rounds, and I think of the last game and stuff. We're both playing goblins. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> probably explains that. But yeah, it's a lot to think about. Yeah, to be and honest, it slows you down as well, not just in rules and things, but. It, thinking yeah. yeah. to be honest when it comes to eyes of nine though I lost to them in the uh, yeah, I'm not game, saying that I'm not saying they're bad I mean, oh, in no, the right hands they can be can well be yeah they're devastating especially if you manage to roll crits on everything <laughs> it was I couldn't, we couldn't both of us were just laughing about it turn I think his turn two he had everyone inspired <laughs> it was ridiculous like every time it was just it was just funny in the end I've, I actually think I chucked my dice straight because he kept rolling dice with crits in it and I couldn't toss, <laughs> you're not allowed like, it yeah, <laughs> you you're not allowed it anymore yeah. cool so, what, so after we built the deck we discussed we play on Tuesday nights quite against each other yeah. we're quite varied in the warbands that we play as well which probably helps us but then we tweak don't we Yeah. we yeah. don't just I mean, sit on it and do it's rare we all play the same warband. I know we all went to a grand clash with Curse, but well, three of us went with Curse Breakers, but we all played them completely different. We had Smed playing them quite the middle, middle ground. Quite middle flex. You put, John Jones played really aggressive, and then I played really defensive with tones on him. So we all play them differently. We all tweak yeah. them, and the aggressive one won out there. Yeah, I mean, that was given, wasn't it, really? But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it, we, we all play different. We have got different styles, and it's about what you enjoy in the game, isn't it? So if you're going to uh, play the game like I did and I, I just wanted something simple where I could just cast a spell and then run across the board and punch one in the face then that you should play play to that um, there's no point in playing something that you're not going to enjoy um, so yeah. it's, worth, it's worth considering that as well during the deck building what what you were going to get from that game yeah, I might go back to Fire Slayers and show uh, show these people how it's played. We should do because I, I played in the first game um, against a guy who came from Spain, I think mm. he said. Um, no, Germany, sorry, it was Germany. And they did not hold up, unfortunately. Some of the season one warbands, they just don't they just, hold they up. Can't, they, they just can't anymore. I think no, at the time they were really good. But, strong, powerful. Mm, it's just, I think now with the. Since you've added the magic phase and a lot more things have range, range in now, it's it, it's tough for them to get in. I'd really have liked to have seen the, the set of cards that came out recently with some range attacks for the old warbands, like throwing axes, something that fits with the door, yeah. something that just makes them a little bit more competitive. Yeah. You know, it's just a shame because dwarves were up there at one point. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. GW might even go back and redo the season one, just change the card. Like, do some new character cards. Yeah, just five, new five, character yeah. cards. Maybe you'll see like the universals may disappear, but then they release a pack with new yeah. faction cards yeah. or something mm. to update them slightly, maybe. So, what's next? We're going to look at what we think then for each faction, how we would build the deck would be, or is that what style of play we want to? It's just uh, so steel hearts. If you're going to build a steel heart deck, just what kind of style would you play? Mm. Just give an insight to what we'd do. So. Steel Hearts for me, uh, straight up there. I'd I'd go and play with a, a mid to aggressive play. I'd just run across the board. I'm You've got the opposite end to that. I would look at them and go, 
ultra defensive. They've got a lot of still good ultra defensive objectives in there. I, I'm just thinking there. You've got two guys to start with with three damage straight off the bat. I think they may struggle, but I would I'd go aggro. And the reason I wouldn't go defensive is just because Curse Breakers did better. Well, yeah, and they you come up they, against them, yeah. which highlights what I said of yeah, season one Warbands. They just don't they just sit back. Yeah, because with my the way I'd play them, still how I play them, just they put them aggro, but just pile all their upgrades on defense. I mean, the amount of times I had when well, first year with them, and you were just so angry because you couldn't kill Ogryn. I think you had like three dice re-rolling two of them, and it was just <laughs> like, yeah, just I, I think frustrating. Yeah. yeah. So what about Reavers? I think this one should be a pretty given. Well, Defensive. <laughs> oh, Joe's not here today. You know, Joe's so yeah. still playing Reavers. He's still playing Reavers. And I say he's still, still, still playing Reavers. He switched two Reavers during season two. Yeah, and he's yeah. having a, he has quite a bit of success with them. I yeah. think the way that he plays them is he tanks one guy up, say act normally, mm. and with the mission of I'm going to take out the prize fighter on the opposition team. From what I've watched Joe do, and then yeah. everything's geared up with extra dice rolls, extra That's, this, that, and that, and just. Yeah, one shot that's it. it Joe Joe was playing I played a game a, a quick couple of games with him at the weekend and when Saix rolling something like six dice seven dice you think oh because no matter if, if uh, you've got warding stance on Galangan he's not going to survive a seven dice attack I don't I don't know because every time me and Joe play he always ends up missing everything <laughs> <when he's coming. laughs> we had a we had a game I think at the outpost with Oh, it was somewhere no, you anyway. played a Boards and Swords recently. We, yeah, but no, it was another one where we both, I was playing Profiteers as them, we were both in the middle, we had, everyone was lined up with a character on each other, so we looked over like, bloody hell, what's happened there? It was like, yeah, none of us have hit each other yet, <laughs> we're already on the second round. So, aggro readers. Aggro. Aggro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could you could surprise some people, though, if you wanted to play uh, a whole objective deck. I don't think they'd be honest, that some bad. People, no, some people did no. play objectives at one point, didn't they? Yeah. They were good for that, but now with the amount of range and everything else that comes yeah. in, it's too easy it's to knock them off. Yeah. So that leads us nicely then onto Undead. Talking about they're, objectives. They're a control and objective deck, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yeah. 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 I think they, they have really taken a hit now that... Well, I say now, but... See. The time got by when Extreme Flank went. They mm. were the, one of the warbands that really needed that Extreme Flank. I do like the thought of Crown of Avarice on them. The champion, charge me and kill him. Bring him, him back. Charge yeah. him again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. So he gets his cleave on there. He's, he's a nice... Some combos. Yeah, because I think I, when I did build a deck, I had them actually as offensive, but I had loads of cards in like... Um, that bone shatters uh, last uh, final swing. Or you something. had a lot of chip damage yeah, when he so died. Yeah, so it was like, kill me then. It's like, oh, I'm back again now. I'm going to come at you. Yeah, I think but, I'd build it, maybe even actually go a little bit aggro, but obviously with supremacy and things like that in there to move on to any other. But then the keys is the yeah, thing. Yeah, it has to be keys. Yeah. So, orcs. We're going through these in order, by the way. Oh, I, oh, I feel <laughs> sorry for old. Gersbag, whatever his mm. name was. Gersag? Yeah, Gersag. Gersag. Basically, he's, he's, it's like Malog just does it better now. Magor did it better. Gersag had like three months in the sun and then Magor comes along and just I, goes, I do it better, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've seen uh, Gersag manage to pull out and I think <clears throat> kill about like three of Magor's people. That was, that was a good game, wasn't it, that one? <laughs> no, it was crap. Uh, the, <laughs> the deck that I used to run with, uh, which was pre-Banman Restricted, 
uh, with the the orc was all about having extra yeah, attack, attack, yeah. Attack, 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 I think attack, that, that was their strength though wasn't it they had so many yeah. in the deck already yeah. yeah for me how they should be played now is painted up really beautifully like the guy that won best painter at the game expo put in the painting so, cabinet and left there because <laughs> I don't think they compete I don't I'm, no, I just no, don't, no. I just don't no. see how they just, they're the bottom tier that, that was, yeah. they're that my was, choice for bottom tier that was Will Lavis that was wasn't it oh they were beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. Really, yeah. deserve that yeah um, I don't see how you can make all competitive I just don't see but it Will did a good job with them when he was playing them at the Grand Clash he did do a good job and I think he still he finished he was top thirty-two. Yeah, he did really uh, well. But he had um, it was what he was playing was shattering terrain. Yeah. To charge forward with Gerzag, inspire Gerzag on the way in, and then make an attack action with him with his reroll to hit, causing three damage, and then pushing a fighter back to hit the hit the magic four. So it was it was doing yeah. well. He was yeah. doing a good job with them. They've got some tricks left. I just, mm. They're outclassed by. Yeah. There's, there's more yeah. more that do do what they do. But better. Yeah. yeah. You, you look yeah. at it, and those and the fighters you've got mm. in the Gorse Fiends, uh, as there's the secondary fighters, so Gartok, Zarkus versus Hackett and oh. Basher. Gartok yeah. and Gartok uh, are it's, far better. Yeah. yeah. It's like even when they first the dwarf, the fights like chosen axes. Like even if the duel went down, you still had Teth. You still had a uh, Vol, Vol. Vol. Yeah. and that. Yeah, you still had a couple of good players. Matt <laughs> he actually saved me a few times in that game. <laughs> he's one of the ultimate dangle yeah. bros. Go on, Moves then. on, fire slayers. Go on, then. Mr. Chosen Axe, Mr. Yes. Dwarf over there. See, I would actually cross them as um, basically objective, but a mix of offensive in there as well. I've literally tool up for duel, but then use the others to either score a supremacy or something like that, keep working them, but... These days, it's hard to get the objectives off. Though. Yeah, I so went, many push cards yeah. with me and little things yeah. that just stop it. I went offensive with fuel when I came. Mm. I think it was second at Wayland's Forge. Um, I was doing pretty decent field that day, mm. quite as numbers and that. But um, things like Commanding Stride, um, the Treasure <laughs> Lust, and then Regal Vision, things like that, get him inspired and get him in. And then I soon discovered a week later at Boards and Swords that it was just because I had very good dice yeah. that I finished second because actually then I had very poor dice. <laughs> and it was the complete opposite. Yeah. Where, where I finished is, bottom out of. Bottom, was it? You, yeah. I think I was 17th out of 17, which meant I didn't get the fighter cards because it was out of 16. <laughs> so, oh, come on. Yeah, I think for Julie, still is one of the strongest characters by far, but he. Just now, he's two hammers. Two hammers. Yeah, two hammers. His, um, his low dice rolls. Mm. He's just not. But yeah. but what's good? No, he's an all eggs in one basket. Isn't yeah, he? he can be an all eggs in one basket kind of guy. I would say like to maybe what um, Jay Claire did just tool up Tefk three dice. So, fire slayers. Uh, next one then is Skaven. Ooh. Do you reckon? So I really like. Um, it was on. It's on Jonathan Davis's blog, which I can't remember the name. Was it Hexes and Warbands, or is that a man's? That's a man's, I think. A man's. They work closely together, though. Yeah, so they, they do work closely together. So from the Passive Glory podcast, um, and I think it was Stephen Van might have written it for him, but it was the Skaven deck with Crown of Avarice and Expendable and Tooling them up, and that that's pretty fun. I actually think that, that works, and it's yeah. quite a good deck. Probably do something like that and go actually aggro with him again. Now with Spirit Bomb mm. back for Scritch, so he's got his helpful whispers back in a sort yeah. of roundabout way. He can get four um, dodge, four dodge, yeah, four up, right? dodge yeah. up. Yeah, 
acrobatic. I can I can actually see a lot of them coming into it. Anyone who had like two dodge dice now with so the same more acro with them. I, I think back to the old scritch killing yeah. machine. He's, he's got a bit of a used to be. But he needed an awakened weapon, helpful whispers, yeah. great strength. I mean, he's got access to a yeah. sort of a lot of them in different ways now. And then if you kill him, you can get a glory for it. Well, you get the glory if he's killed. Um, would you consider taking any whole objective cards in there with them? Or would you go pure aggro? And I always used to find it fun. I'd probably go pure aggro. I'm not sure if they'd... They probably would work well with the objective card mm. still. They've got high movement. They can get about. But do you want to spend three activations moving on to objectives to score exactly, supremacy? Exactly, yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe on ploys and stuff. Maybe push. Uh, well, one way you can push yeah. two people or something. Quick and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But, Feasible. Yeah. I think Skaven have made a bit of a... I think they've made a comeback. comeback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they could be good again. They got hit... The hardest by the banded restricted list. I've got yeah. about twenty-two cards in my thirty-two card deck with banded restricted. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! Complete reading. Yeah. yeah. So, which one do you do next? Magors or fast riders? Let's go Magors. Come Magors. Quite an easy one. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I would say. Yeah. Oh, there's a. I think Magors run the secret uh, supremacy the best. Mm. Brian Bakewell weird bought and swords and Brian won it he'd not played since Nightbolt had come out and then literally took a few of the restricted cards out of his deck and beat like he won the tournament won the glass mm. by having things like Supremacy in there it works for yeah. him you, know, you, you don't expect it no. No, you don't expect it especially with Gartok you could leave Gartok near the front to hold that front objective and he can't be pushed yeah mm. aside from sneaking in Supremacy though are you going to be putting in tactical supremacy one, two, no. three, four? Hold yeah. a chance. <laughs> I think they work well as a. Um, I mean, it could be one a one trick pony. Because you think if you go into a, 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 a tournament where they're running best of one, which is not frequent and it's not the best style of game, but if you go into a tournament where you're running best of one, someone sees Magor's fiends across the other side of the board, they're going to be expecting you to be running aggro. Yeah. It's, it can be something that could catch people out. Yeah. Each mm-hmm. time. I think it could be a bit of a trap though as well because hmm. you're sitting back. You've got to be glory for that. All oh, right, now I'm six squares yeah. away. <laughs> six it's like, away. Yeah. Can't get to you to score on my aggro stuff. Yeah, I uh, think it's it, a bit yeah. of a trap. I think that's just one of the things. It's even when you, even if you beat your opponent first round, they'll know about it this time when yeah. you place in the objective. So it's a bit like having denial as your third yeah. and first cards. It's good and it can work. You can pull it off first game. But then, if they've got Fameway or Hidden Pass or anything, mm, they can stop it then. Second. Yeah. Yeah. So, quite aggressive then. I think with so. maybe yeah. some sneak at They're always ones I, I say to people if you're starting out, jump straight into mm. it and go with Moloch because he's, he has a bit of a point and click. He's the easy. And the, the yeah. cards you get in his deck as well, Yeah, they're the most useful for, the, for a warband to, mm. to build a deck out of. So, going on to Fast Riders then. Mm. The oh. plink damage people. Yeah, the first range it. Range one. They were. Range, yeah. How we feared them. Yeah. Especially me when I played dwarves. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, we had too many games. Yeah. Now I uh, had too many wins. Well, I, <laughs> um, I, I play them aggressive against everybody but McGaw. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll build it quite aggressive, but a bit flexy. So you yeah. can. Yeah. You well, can. Would you build them to die? No. <laughs> <laughs> No. What about the? Didn't someone was running tombs on one point? No, not tombs. Oh, that was the relics yeah. that I faced at um, Warhammer Fest. Yeah, once he got the relics onto 
Frost Strider, I just I couldn't kill him. Yeah. He's infuriating, I couldn't stop it. Well I did win it two one, but the game he took, it was like I finished on like minus twenty glory or something despite winning <laughs> the match. It yeah. was silly. But it was good. But yeah. So quite reasonably aggro, a little bit, so. little yeah. bit flex. Yeah. I yeah, I, I like to play full aggro if I could. I, th- I think that were, at a time they were quite good defensively as well, a bit yeah, like definitely. when Steel Hearts were. But yeah. now Coast Breakers just. I think along with McGaws, they come over to season two quite nicely with the range attacks and stuff. They're not Curse Breakers who do what Fast mm. do, but better. But I think they're still still up there, still viable. Yeah, yeah I mean they, they were another war band that took a big hit from the first band and restricted list. Yeah. 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 And now I think benefiting more from these new cars you see in uh, in the in season two yeah. round and some of the season two yeah. ones, yeah. So bringing us next then, so that's the uh, season one Shadespire ones rounded up. Bringing us straight into everyone's favourite, the Curse Brokens. Curse, bro- <laughs> they are broken. Yeah, they're not broken. They are easy. <laughs> they're not. I think they're. I, think I enjoyed they're playing. Not, they're powerful. To be honest, they're not broken. Saying that though, I actually I always say profiteers actually have a better chance at killing them. You've got cleave. Yeah, yeah, I got think... cleave, and to be honest, they're so good at just even ranging because they like to stay back. It's like doors can either just move up, set up, and just like okay, you still got to come to me anyway. I can still put a lot of shots yeah. into one character. Yeah, I think that's what I say. My style of play for curse breakers is flex, and when mm-hmm. I see profiteers on the opposite side. I'm sitting in those three furthest back hexes possible and I'm drawing Harness the Storm, Magical <laughs> Supremacy. I'm going to just draw for those cards and just try and make you score no glory. Basically, yep. even um, though I'm going to score seven at the end of the game or yeah, something. I'll, just change, I'll change my Jackson objective on that. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, man. <laughs> I think the FAQ on them was nice, the Empower. So I, I yeah. used that. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna, I've got an innate lightning on there. Um, I'm going to just abuse it now. I'm going to score it four times for whichever oh, magical, magical, magical storm. storm. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a, the one so, casting four. There's spells. one for four, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think the thing is now they've got an automatic hit one as well, haven't they? With hammer. The hammer, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that might make me a bit more aggro with them. I think I'd still be flexible, put that in, yeah. and depend on the matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, all that side, I would run across the board and punch you in the face with them. Yeah, and still play. I, I think they're, they're the best one for being just however you want to play them. You want to sit back and not do an awful lot. Mm-hmm. They do it. They do it well. Yeah. You want to flex it up again. They do it really well. Yeah. They're basically they what the fast riders used to be. Like fast riders could adapt yeah. so well, but now curse breakers can do it and score glory easy. I think I think my leaning there to saying I'm going to run across the board and punch you in the face with the curse breakers. A lot of that comes from the time that I practiced with fast riders during season one and that, yeah. that style of play has just transferred over it's what you enjoy as well isn't it yeah, yeah. 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 which helps you build a better deck and play it better because you're enjoying it yeah like, it all kind of there wasn't a huge difference in cards in what you two guys picked either I think you about three or I think you four might have three or four different. changes and that was it yeah. and it just altered the way they played the completely game. again for me when I look through your deck I just could not understand why you'd not got concealed weapon in there everything was alright Avram yeah, it's about storm side. Yeah. So he doesn't benefit from it. So that yeah. that's basically why, because you didn't take Archer's focus. I didn't take which Archer's for focus. me is the no brainer yeah, of everything's an Avril. I don't want the reroll. So yeah, and the, the way the I flip side, the way I looked at that was that Avaron is one model there on the board, and that that Archer's focus while it is can be taken by anybody. You you only had one range attack. <laughs> In your... He can only get use out of it. Yeah. I, th- I still yeah. get on the others to get ready for action off sometimes yeah. and stuff. Mm. But yeah, but, otherwise, but, no. otherwise, I've only got one, one reaction. I mean, I, I was playing Dark Darts in mine, which was another change that you didn't have in yours. 
for my no, second yeah. second option for cleave to get Watt armor. But when you look at concealed weapon, I could play that on both Amis and Rastus and both get the same benefit out of it as they were both rolling three dice yeah. to hit, to hit that one crit um, to get plus two damage. So that's why I, I really like that. But again, I, I have stressed I like to run across the board yeah. and punch people in the face. I would avoid that versus both Magor and Molog, yeah. but I would I would run into I would run into Thunderick. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're saying play them however you want, really. Yeah. Play them however you want. Yeah, yeah. 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 they are that flexible. Yeah. Very yeah. flexible. But always take harness to storm. No, a given. <laughs> it's like cheating. It's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> Nighthawk then. So in the Nighthawk box with the Curse Breakers, we've got the Spooky Ghosts. Thorns the Bright Queen. Yeah. Mm. Furman played a brilliant, a brilliant deck against myself. Um, uh, grew a Grand Clash. He was playing a mix of you know aggro and whole objectives. Mm. Uh, yeah, keep them guessing in there. Um, it it was a beautifully built deck and he really knew how that played and you can play them however you want I think from the back of that and you can with that and the way Furman played that you could play that as a mix in the deck itself as well so he played hold objectives and he played aggressive in the deck and, and still I think what they benefit from it. is they've kind of got two leaders in there you've yeah. got mm-hmm. you've got the Briar Queen herself who's quite aggressive she can be played yeah. really aggressive she's a yeah. great fighter yeah but then you also got Varclav, who, who is the puppet master, really. He, yeah. he pushes people around and does, yeah. does all the extra bits and pieces for you. And just gets people onto objectives. Well. Decent amount of damage. So yeah. you've got two people. So if one does <coughs> die, you've still got that backup plan. There's yeah. still something else in he, there. He also has the um, restricted to Varclav only version of Tome of Offerings. Yeah. Um, and when he's inspired doing three damage, is nasty for that. It's good. I think I'll build them a bit flex aggro. When I played at the January Grand Clash, um, I played against two like flex ones, and they were no problem just to cut through. And then the aggro one that came at me, I couldn't deal with it, and that was the one that yeah. beat me in the final round. I just it just butchered me. I mean, it just seemed to work really well, and I yeah. I didn't have an answer for it. And I liked that style of playing with the sudden appearance and popping yeah. up. And uh, oh, great! I'm dead again. <laughs> it was yeah. just really good. And it yeah. seemed fun as well. It's yeah, it's good. It's you can usually tell though when that's going to happen when you see the first fighters go down and if the first fighters are chain rasps and being deployed near the back you know that uh, the ever hanged Varclav and the Briar Queen are going to be up front well that's what surprised me in the first game when I saw a chain rasp at the back I thought well, there's still three spaces for the other guys that's fine then another one went at the back what's going on here then another <laughs> one was like he's putting the Queen at the front I'm going to win this I'm going to kill him straight away no didn't happen. <laughs> it's got butchered. So, seems a little bit like you can play them almost how you want as well. But you're yeah, very, very flexible. Stuff. No, I've good. What was next? What came out next? Goblins, was it? Goblins and Zeech. So, choose your poison. Goblins. Oh, look, goblins. goblins. I'd definitely go keys. Goblins and keys. Yeah. Yeah. Goblins got hit with the relic ban. Yeah. If not, it would have yeah, been relic because all the games I had against you is just you've got so many bodies you can chuck in your way. Me, easy glory to score and you just keep scoring. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's a shame for the goblins. They, they, they're not going to win a grand clash. They, they bleed too much I, glory. They, I will yeah. say, in the right hands, the goblin deck yeah. is a mean deck. They can make it. Yeah, it's a mean deck. Are they, but. There's a, there's a few players around who've played them for quite some time. John Greenwood, John, play with them. John Greenwood, for an mm-hmm. example, there. Mm-hmm. When when you've played them 
for a considerable amount of time and you understand how that deck works, nine fighters is no longer that much of a problem. I just think the likes of yeah. Shard Gale, Lethal Ward and Encroaching Shadow, you're doing a lot of... For two wound models, you're doing a lot of damage across, yeah. across the table there. There's a lot to take out of action quite quick. Yeah. Which proves right, actually, John, if you're listening... You still haven't sent me your deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, this isn't how it works. Someone can't paint your models for you and send the and, deck and to you as well. Do you want them to phone in your, your moves or your activations as well? I could do with it. <laughs> the, key, the Keystone objectives is, is a good way for them, isn't it? They, yeah. they're, they're, they're good at that. There's enough of them. There's a lot of passive glory they can get from the standard calculated risk. Getting Snook, getting him going, getting him forward. I love Shadow Step and Hidden Paths for him. It's like, right, I'm coming okay. at you. I can score the new teleport. Again, that, that technical warband where if you've got the positioning right, you can get mad screwy off in one move. You know, yeah. One guy makes yeah. it, three hexes together. If you've got your positioning with um, Drizgit and his squigs, he can get like, your mad screws off yeah. in that one move. Um, yeah. So just making sure you position. I, they, they're very technical war, man. I did manage that a couple of times, using his yeah. action, moving the squigs, then moving him, and then scurrying and scurrying off it. And I was like, ah, that's in the bag. But then people die. It <laughs> needs to be alive at the end of it, yes. which is annoying. Yeah. So, objectives, easy glory keys. Yeah. 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 Cinch now. Well, I would actually. I, I, want to, I want to cycle back. I want to cycle back. Cycle back. Go on. Back to I think there's something different to play for goblins, and that is all about Snurk with those obliterated. Master of Mayhem. kills. But you can take make, offerings. You're making kills as well. Yeah, no, I think if he him. works and he goes the way you want him to go, he's great. But when you get them mm. dice rolls and he just goes round and round the middle of the board, yeah. you just think, I've not actually moved any of my other models yet. Yeah. And you forget that, sometimes last, what you're doing, don't you? If you... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, minus from the last game, you just needed one roll, which was just one hit on one yeah. of mine to open yourself up, and you just you went when, miles out of the way. It was like, one yeah. hammer. And I think I rolled some in one of the games I played. Two assists. Clash, well, one of them yeah. I rolled four double supports. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'm going that way. <laughs> I don't have a choice in that." But yeah, a snurk's definitely an option. Oh, yeah. definitely. Zinch. I, I would actually say from yet, the so Grand Clash, I've seen two decks. I would have said Relic before from our previous Clash because they did it so well, but now. The way that I saw that player do, where you just all of his uh, deck was just spells, just literally you send the two people up, you dangle bros up front, maybe try and inspire them, whatever. Mm. But then in the spell phase, it's just like I said, I couldn't do anything in the card. Everything he had like was just there to cycle cards, speciality like um, drop three cards, pick up two, yeah, it's everything like that. like that. Yeah, just had that, and then in that phase, just. Smash, smash, smash! All, then all the upgrade like cast a spell, blah blah blah. I think we came across Neil, Neil didn't we? Snowball Hill, who won the Grand Clash this time with Moloch, took him to Boards and Swords, and he played him in a very is it Sanctuary? I think Sanctuary. Sanctuary, Sanctuary. Sorry, yeah, Sanctuary. Yeah. Sanctuary but, um, yeah. Played him in a very different way. Um, it's quite a bizarre way that he played him really, and it worked for me. Won, he won my game anyway. Um, just sort of teleporting. He'd not geared them up for any one single purpose of right. I'm going to be. I'm going to be an all out aggressive. It was a. I'm going to use my cards to score the glory. If that makes sense. it was a. Right, I'm going to do some casting of spells to score this, and I'm going to do this teleporting to score this one. And it was. It wasn't like yeah. one or the other. It wasn't an all out aggressive. But he did play them 
quite mm. quite in your face with them, which was surprising because I expect them to sit right back. Yeah. Um, they're quite brittle. Yeah. They are yeah. kind of almost I, I no think, style of play, but every yeah. every card helps score the objectives. So yeah. Tony scored the glory. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like I said, use your free a bit like I got you do your gobs. Use your free as a bit of a block for your main. Well, I and just. Let him just keep doing out the damage. I think the problem is there's not really a main guy, is there? I know you've got the um, Zangor dude with his big sword, but he's... To be honest, I still think yeah. it's it's spells for them. I think, from what I've seen now, I would have said relics before, because of how the last guy played them and how quick he could have built them up. And he had two dodge, so he was re-rolling them. Yeah. I'd have liked yeah. it to be all out yeah. spells. I'd have liked it to be very strong magically, but then they're not. Yeah, and for me, Tomes, as yeah. I've just written yeah. down on there. Tomes on the Blue Horror. Yeah, um, and with Crown maybe drop sudden growth, Crown of Avarice would work on the Brimstone, yeah. Yeah. When he gets taken out of action. But he'd be, it just carries over, doesn't it? Mm. They just bring him back. Bring him back. So, yeah. Um, him yeah. On, so you've got to keep Vortimus the, alive. The, the one there, though, is the Blue Horror allows them to play objective play very well. Because mm. you can summon the Blue Horror, your third phase, and then run him across onto an objective. At the back of the enemy's board. At the back of the board, out of the way. Yeah. Or you could summon him on an, a hex out of out of uh, out of range of the enemy and then end end the end card phase hit and pass him onto an objective on the end on the edge I think they're an interesting one I think they're one that we've all decided we're going to sit down and we're going to we're going to have a go with them at one event aren't we I was just going to come on to that and say the eyes of the nine off yes and then say none of us know what we're doing so it should be quite fun yeah. <laughs> I think it would be yeah so we'll move on to Ash's new favourite troll. Marlon! <laughs> I thought Josh had. Apparently a boy. As I have noticed at Grand Clashes, some opponents do not like sound effects or shouting at them. <laughs> <laughs> Marlon! He's a one-trick pony. Yeah. I, 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 paid, I paid him really defensive oh. and just walked him around the bottom of the board. Long stride, uh, burst of speed. That's too glory for just moving. I think. Especially put I got Kaiket Risk in there. That's three glory for moving through a lethal hex. It's. He's got the two stars and he's got the tones. So there's a really good article over on um, Steel City Underworlds that Mark Carlin wrote on the Cataphrane tones. Yeah, I didn't read it. I told him like that. Don't read it. Don't read that riffraff. No, don't, don't read it. I, I, un- I understood yeah. though that someone did read that riffraff yeah, and then and... knocked him out of the Grand Clash with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really yeah. pleased at UK Games Expo that I got beaten by it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tomes is a great one for Molog. You know, as I said earlier um, in the podcast, the, you, the glory is objective, objective, score it, score it, second win, and get it again. It's yeah, it's pretty really easy there. Um, he's aggressive though, isn't he? He's built to be aggressive. Yeah. And view of the play is the aggro play, but then I just think he's too dicey with two hammers to be. Mm. Really I didn't like him, but a hell of a lot of fun. I think it he is fun, but with the amount of cleave that's out, especially against oh, those yeah, those profits, yeah. ridiculous against him with their cleave. They're, they're built at taking ching, him ching, down ching, though, because he's just keep little pots and Draxura comes in to hopefully finish Shanking. him off. Yeah, yeah. So, See, light armor played with him as well. Uh, to give him those, yeah. those three, so I, you've got, you got one defense yeah. dice, so you, you yeah. very often going to need a crit, and then it's yeah. a one in six, so you might as well have the extra dice to attack. Yeah, mm. so you've got more. You, there's with I more was, dice yeah. on the table now for attack actions. One dice defense is becoming less yeah. relevant, isn't it? Because to yeah. be honest, yeah. yeah, I used to actually take that thinking about taking that horrifying armor horrifying with the because yeah, it always yeah. drops one by one. But now with the amount of range that's in it Enough now, Jason. Yeah, yeah. It's, 
It's not really that viable. So kind of terms of our growth from Molo mm, yeah. consensus. But he, he can't play defence. He can't play mm. objectives because the stuff can't hold objectives. It's yeah. <laughs> as simple as that. So released at the same time as Molog then was the Godsworn. So I mean Ash took him and loved him and took what, seven third M phase cards? <laughs> I think I may have ventured into the realms of ten. Um, no, I I play them quite defensive. I played uh, over the supremacy, mm. supremacy and our only way out in there. Oh, objectives and things. I went yeah. objective based with them, but I know Tom Bond again from Steel City's gone. Mm. Quite aggressive with them. They're, 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 they're like I think the he's a bit like how Joe does it. He tool that one guy up. up to do one job. Yeah, just yeah. go in there. It's usually jagger throw, send her through a lethal hex to get your calculated risk. Throw the javelin in, and then she's there to score marlins. Yeah. So <laughs> she might do some damage. She might not, but she's there anyway to do something. Um, but you're just tooling them up, isn't it? I think Tom's probably the. Yeah, I think yeah, he's done the best I've known with him at a yeah, big tournament. We'll plug him again. Well, he is Mr. Godsworn, isn't he? So he Steel is, City yeah. Underworlds. He's got. I think he's got in two articles on them, yeah. like yeah. going through it, and they're they're well worth the read. He's stuck with them, though, hasn't he? He's stuck with them. He's still not still not got a, a trophy with him, now, has he not? He hasn't. No. No. He might as well have done though. Finishing yeah. top. Yeah. And five games, one five, finishing top of day one. That's a trophy, isn't it? That really? is, a that's real, a trophy. That's, a, that's an award in itself. Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, it's been a, been a while. But how many Godsworn were there in the three in the two day Grand Clash in the top sixteen? There's was it three? three I think three. John Reese did as well. I think he was fourth, maybe or third on the on yeah, the John day Reece, one scoring. He finished yeah. really high as well. Because yeah, wasn't there actually only one or two profiteers? I don't even know if there's that. I think I've, there's one profiteer card yeah. played in uh, Polish card. Yeah, because I was actually quite. Breakers. I was actually quite shocked. It was about mainly that, Godsworn and Moloch yeah. the last day. Yeah, yeah. Both opposing ends of the spectrum, really. Mm. One quite brittle, and one. They've been really one. helped by the. I can't remember what it's called. So excuse me, but they got the. So they've always had one glory for killing immediately, um, somebody with four wounds, and then yes. they got one for two glory. Dropped yeah. in the power unbound. I think that's a that's a good help because most warbands, I think all warbands except goblins, if I'm not wrong, have God's somebody with four or godsworn themselves. Yeah. So very often something's got four, and you could potentially score four glory if you've got both of them objective cards mm. and mm. the kill, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So godsworn can be pretty flexible. I think they're quite flexible. Yeah. I think they started off weak, but now with the cards that have come in, they've built up. Yeah, they're worth looking at again. So and Josh's they're beautiful models as well. They are. Josh's favourite next to the elves. <laughs> do, you actually, do you actually people play them? <laughs> so, play them. Um, they play them well, Josh. Yeah, people well, actually, actually they don't because my grand class ended brilliantly because I absolutely smashed the elves at the end. <laughs> and it was great. How did um, how did it end though at Board and Source? Well, I beat the only capital player who played them. <laughs> <laughs> so Authority's Guardians. They're a bit weird. They, are, they, they look they look a strange setup mixture. You, you get one guy that's already a Stormcast Eternal stat wise from the get go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From, from the get go, take the Langer. Well, yeah, and he's he's better. And he's better yeah. with that. Mm. But that it's got positives and negatives. It means a lot of people just avoid him. Or did you play aggressive? Do you play defensive? With spe- I, I'm I'm not sure. I meant to play. I'm, I'm still not sure. People take about like that. But I think the thing is with them is. They rely a lot on their defence dice because they're only a three wound warband, well, apart from one. Galangan, yeah. But it's one of them of, I don't know, I think maybe they could do well in objective. 
just because of their how well they do. I the, think it could catch some people out. The um, reclaim the lamentiri, which is the hold all objectives in mm. one player's player. game board. Game board for two, two glory. Yeah. Which is, yeah, for two glory, which also means that the um, no man's territory is dead territory as well. Yeah. So when you're playing and putting those objectives down. You always see your opponents chucking all their objectives in your half to deny you from scoring it. I, I like to put one of my objectives in no man's land and then put one of my objectives just over the line in their territory. Yeah. And then at the end of end of the turn, and you can have either Ilfari or it's uh, usually Anslane. Just snip over the snip mm. over the border and grab that one. That's yeah. too glory. Because I think the yeah, I think the way I've seen people play them as well is. Tool the uh, whatever the wizard one, Ulthari, yeah. Tool her up and go all out and score everything like that, or just. I mean, she was playing with tones on it. I played with someone yeah. who beat me and he got tones on it and it yeah. worked for him. I think yeah. they're quite a flexible deck. I think you just have to commit to what you're doing with yeah. it and the, try not to get distracted by, well, I've got a good fight, so I'm going to change tactics mid game and stuff. I think you need to go. I'm going out all aggressive or all spells and just stick with your tactics. Yeah, to be honest, let's play. Who, who actually really wants to play with a man? I, I do. do. I, I do. do. Oh, my gosh. It's only you. It's only you. Just because you've got something against elves. Yeah, Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Josh is so short. Isn't it? Well, <laughs> well, look at it. Look at, all it. <laughs> look at all the times in any history you have, elves always claim to be so great like you lot, but fuck up the most like you lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know. but, but they also look like Liv Tyler. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. Was... What the fuck happened to you then? <laughs> <laughs> Were you shut out by it? <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to bleep this out. No, no, leave it in. Leave it in. Let's put it in. (laughs) (laughs) So finally, this is actually Josh's new favourite warband. They're short. They've got guns. Yeah. Profiteers. How do you as you play them? Flexy, actually. Flex. If I come up against curse breakers, I actually go offensive to stop them hanging back, shooting. If I know I'm bursting someone like McGaws or what. Because curse breakers probably can yeah. massively score you, so you need to yeah. deny that. And then Malog or anything coming in offensive, well, I've got the range. Any, anyone who comes, basically Godsworn, anything like that, anyone who comes offensive, I think they play. You really do well. seem to play a great tactic of like a covering fire almost. Mm-hmm. It's sort of you, you, you send a guy forward to do a shot, then you've got the, the movement cast to yeah. push other people forward, so somebody's then got to commit to it, but you've got people stood there and yeah. waiting to, okay, they're only doing one damage here and there, but. When it's got cleaving it and it's chipping away and it's chipping away and it's chipping away and then you have your toxic gas, your encroaching yeah. shadows. Um, it's yeah, it's. I think yeah, I think they're really good. I think they're a really good counter war brand, just yeah. covering each other. Yeah. But, when, when you say passive, passive score, I mean, what what are you what are you saying there? Because I cause when I look through those, there's, there's a lot of thinking like calculated risk, yeah, things like that. Where so if if he's playing against curse breakers, they've got harness of storm, magical yeah. supremacy. They've got a lot more that they can do like that. Mm. So you've got to go aggro, you've yeah. got to go at them because they'll just I sit think, back and I score. Think curse breakers, not high, you hit them early at the start because they've only got one shield anyway. Um, yeah, you're still chipping away. Just put the early pressure on them. Yeah, and yeah. not put them on the back foot a bit, really, because they're not they're not exactly hard hitting at the start. It's only when they've built up and they've scored that glory that they start coming out and start doing the damage. Yeah, I think more people need to go with the leader in uh, Thundrek. I think he's... 
Uh, yeah, Not given the credit he deserves, I think he I'd, can be more oh, beefy. Oh, he is really good. With the right concealed weapon and stuff. I, I think he can be a lot better than people think yeah. he is. Mm-hmm. I try, the only risk is putting him up front first. If he gets taken out, it's... Okay, you don't mind that, Josh. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I always hang him back, but then I'll do hidden paths or feign way or something, bring him up into the yeah. battle. I think because you've got the guy that hits on full fury... For scoring headshot, and yeah. then you've got, um, I think Lund is it with it's got cleave. Lund's got cleave straight. So you, you, put, cleave. you almost put more value in those because they're scoring mm. you those objective yeah. cards rather than Thundrick is just there to almost inspire. But actually, is he two hammers, two damage from two, his range? Uh, at the start, he's two hammers, one damage. Goes up to two. Yeah. Well, he gains cleave. Uh, range three, doing two, two damage. Sh- two shields as well. It's good hit. Yeah, and yeah. with cleave, he starts getting yeah. good. It's like I said, two two people with cleave. Then you've got chipped up, chipped some damage off. Draxia comes in, finish him off, either two or three damage if he's inspired. I don't know how good his reaction is of dropping those lethal hexes around him because I've not seen anybody prob- do anything the with problem it. Is, with the range now, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the range it doesn't really matter anymore. The only person it's worked against has been when I burst him a Gauls player. Mm-hmm. It stopped me getting so, in one of our games. I won't reveal anything because it's going to be coming up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it did prevent me doing something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Because I didn't have range in that yeah. warband. Yeah. The, so. the one thing is, though, if you've got a short um, offset game board where you've got an avenue, an avenue between and you've got like three hexes, Sundry can sit in the middle there and block his hex, and then the two around him, suddenly you've got to go through lethal hexes to get through. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Yeah, I think with them, though, it's relying on each other keep them keep them covering each other basically because yeah. let's face it you're you're going to lose someone you do have your lethal ward um encroaching shadow, shadow toxic gases a lot of just to finish things mm, off then twist have, the knives and uh, well yeah trap because it's trap yeah, sorry yeah not twist yeah. the knife trap you can have um shattering terrain as well which is okay but normally a lot of the times people will try and stay away try and keep out of your range anyway until mm-hmm. they commit so. or you play it and then you miss that attack yeah whereas <laughs> with the beauty of trap you're playing it when you want yeah, to exactly. play it you're not trying to preempt something it's quite flexible for profiteers so that and that kind of brings us to a conclusion then so I'm looking, I thought it'd be about 30 minutes, but that's like an hour and 22 at the minute. <laughs> so if you've stuck around for the 50 minutes, actually, that we've done. Thank you very much. Do we know what we're playing yeah. next? Anyone? Do you want to shout what they're playing next or are we not bothering? Uh, are we playing Guardians next? I'm next. actually going to yeah. play my uh, Batmalog for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'll be playing Guardians uh, for another event, perhaps, and then I've finished the, the Profiteers, so I want to get those on the board. I'm quite excited to play something. A little bit like the Fast Riders, but a little bit different. And I'm going to be sticking up some warbands on the Facebook page and letting everyone else decide. Yeah, so yeah. There'll be three that I'm putting up there, so we'll let everyone have a... The seamless link. So if you, if you want to decide what Ash is going to play next, give us a follow on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Jump yeah. over there, so ready for action over there. Uh, if you haven't already clicked subscribe here on YouTube, which this is now going out on, although we will also be releasing this on the podcast apps for... People like myself, I listen to podcasts when I'm commuting and stuff, so having YouTube on isn't really an option. So we put it on there. But if you are watching this or listening to it, I suppose, on YouTube, give us a subscribe. That helps us grow. Um, anything else anyone wants to add? No, thanks for listening. No, just, yeah, thanks yeah. for listening. Like, if you do give see us a us bit at, of a share as well, if you can, you know. And if you see us at any shows, come and speak to us. Come and yeah. say hello. I know a lot yeah. of people are. And they recognize, people recognise our voices, which is... Yeah, you're a <laughs> <laughs>
She's got that sexy voice. That's what Thank it is. Thank you very much. It's yeah. all those school mums who are joining in. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> it is. It's so cool. Thanks for listening. See you around, awesome. guys. Yeah. See you. Thank you very much. <laughs>